0: From The Willows by Algernon Blackwood When common objects in this way become charged with the suggestion of horror, they stimulate the imagination far more than things of unusual appearance. And these bushes, crowding huddled about us, assumed for me in the darkness a bizarre grotesquery of appearance that lent to them somehow the aspect of purposeful and living creatures Their very ordinariness, I felt, masked what was malignant and hostile to us. This is Gothic. Have sound waves. I also have sound waves. He was my favorite Transformer.
1: Oh, sound- Shockwave.
0: <laughs> no, Soundwave.
1: Oh, sh- Soundwave. Yeah, the Ghetto Blaster. And, mm-hmm. the, and then you had the two different little um, cats that came out. And uh, one was a cat. One was a bird cassette mm-hmm. tapes yeah
2: wait 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 you just said there are two little cats that came out I but one was a cat and cassettes. one was a bird
3: i meant to say cassettes oh <laughs> uh well there were three different types but there was two of each so there were two cats there were two birds and mm-hmm. then there were two little robot guys because the one guy they had the, the little pounders <laughs> he could cause the earthquakes and... yep anyway i digress
2: <laughs> hey sojourners sorry D- digress us never
3: good evening
0: sojourners Last time on the Gothic podcast, we left our inheritors, Gigi, Jason, Carl, Allison, well, and one non inheritor, Owl Mazzoni, the FBI agent, in Kane Manor, where they had gone in order to hopefully find the book. What they find in a hallway leading to the library of the Manor House is A dead cat, or ghost cat? Well, in any case, it's a cat that should no longer be alive because, well, Carl saw that cat die decades and decades ago and be brought back. It led our characters down the hallway and through the door to the library, where they indeed did see the book. The De Mortalis floating in midair, hovering there, churning with power. But their attention was also drawn to the desk in the room, behind which sits Lazarus Lazaro Cain, brother of Carl and father of Jason. Not happy about it.
2: That's uncomfortable. I didn't think about that aspect of <laughs> it.
3: Seems tales of your death are greatly exaggerated.
0: And Lazaro says It's about time you all got here. <laughs> There's a few things you need to know. Jason pulls out
1: Oh no, Jason already had his knives out.
2: Oh yeah. I um I'm pretty sure I'm carrying a chainsaw. <laughs> I leave that in the car
1: <laughs>
0: with a tight grip
1: cat on, got your on tongue? the knives in my hands
0: what is this game <laughs> well well you missed my joke i think because i said cat got your tongue i get it
2: <laughs> well um i'm sure there's a joke in there about uh look at the leaves calling the grass green look at you calling us late
3: I'm going to say the afterlife seems <laughs> but to never mind had no effect on your uh, sense of humor or lack thereof, brother. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you're looking better than you have in years, aren't you there, brother mine?
3: So it seems, look down at his own now young body and nod in agreement. <laughs>
0: well, for all of this, we have our father, Carl, to thank or blame. <laughs> <coughs> you see, in the mid-1800s, our father, not, not our grandfather as we always thought, Carl, no, no, Lazarus Kane. then, already in his 60s, he retired here to Elk Island. He'd been involved in a very successful and very lucrative smuggling business out of Portland. A business that wasn't in small part based on shanghaiing sailors and (laughs) processing them to various ships in need of willing or unwilling crew. As you might suspect, he made more than a few enemies during that time. Elk Island, here, proved to be far enough away and difficult enough to access that it could protect him. His good friend and business partner, a fellow named, uh, you might recognize the name, Elric Hart, joined him on the island, and together they founded the town of Spirit Bay on the site of, uh, well, a pre existing Lumi fishing village. Our father wanted an even greater buffer than that, though, so he started building what would become this our ancestral home. <laughs> It was during this construction that he found the Cave of the Hand of God. <laughs> that uh, did not go well.
3: <laughs> how, how
0: so? Oh, well, Jason, my boy, my son, <laughs> uh, you have experienced some of the visions attended upon exposure to the um, Godfall. Our father was particularly susceptible, uh, like my nephew William. Uh, He was overcome by the power that he was exposed to in that cave, Uh, much like uh, William was when he opened the book. And at this, Lazaro Kane looks very pointedly up at the book (laughs) floating in midair and then he glances also very pointedly, and the rest of you see this at GG.
2: <laughs> I've been uh, up until this point kind of like just very slowly and silently sidestepping. I don't want to be bunched up right uh, exposed in the doorway.
0: Okay. What about what are the rest of you during this uh, monologue doing? Um, is, is there
3: a chair in the room?
0: Uh, there are a few. Uh, Carl, I mean, I mean, spend a
3: survival point and there'll be chairs, no,
0: there's chairs (laughs) in the room. Um,
3: then Carl actually just kind of wander over and take a seat. Closer to Lazaro, Carl,
0: you see, well, quite literally, uh, that you can see right through him. It's not transparent, but you can see the hint, the shadow of books on the wall behind Lazaro. Yeah. Yeah, like William. He was overcome by the power. When he awoke, here, in this library, one of the first rooms to have been constructed, he found in front of him that book, written in his own hand, the De Mortalis. Uh, The book, as you know, um, (laughs) Gigi, is very powerful and very corrupting. It nearly took him, our father, Carl, as it is taken william per- perhaps it did I-, I don't i do not know but he fought on and eventually learned awesome things from the book he began an accumulation of arcane lore much of which is still here in the inner library uh, and some of which i found and played with you with <laughs> caro um but mm, some of that knowledge allowed him a certain amount of, uh, let's say leeway in aging. Eventually, uh, with the help of Elric Hart's law officers, he passed himself off as his own son, the man everyone on Elk Island knows as our father, Carl. Your grandfather, Jason. And you? Uh,
3: I take it you didn't learn the aging trick so well?
0: Well, it's already in our blood. How old do you think we get to live, Carl? Normally? Uh not not us, not with our um lifestyles. But um but given that the magic, if that's what it is, is in us, then uh yeah, I would say that uh, nearly a hundred is a pretty good run. <clears throat> Though health could have been a little better at the end. Uh, anyway, our father continued to mine the magic of the fallen god, using the lighthouse as a wellspring, a pump, pumping the magic from the hand to the surface. It was during those experiments in magic that he also awoke portions of the dead god's consciousness, if it can be called that, and the godshed began to emerge. Oh, they had done so over the years, whenever the corpus had been disturbed. But our father, Carl, using the lighthouse, delved beyond the bones and the petrified flesh and into the marrow of creation that still swirls in that wreck. Dead or not, the god was trying to heal, to connect the severed hand back to the rest of the body and thus fully awaken again. And as it did so, the godshed became more aware. And more powerful, become more aware, and more powerful because the, the process it has not stopped. the The godshed tried to come for him here to in the house. Cain blood was now infused with the same magic that once flowed through the veins of a god. In their partial consciousness, they the godshed thought that spilling the living blood magic over the dead would hasten the healing process. Our father was not, as you might suspect, uh, keen on this idea. Uh, (coughs) This is, uh, if I'd only been restored to my own youth, as some of us. (laughs) uh, But uh, how does it stop? How does it end? Oh, so impatient, my son. Stop calling me that. Uh, like I used to be, I suppose. You gave up that right. I gave up no such right. Shut up for a moment and listen.
1: I throw a knife at his head. He just he just pushed like the last button on me.
0: Roll um. Roll attack. Uh,
1: okay, and I'm gonna use my uh whirlwind of blades, my knife throwing. Go for it. Seven, seven eight, uh twenty five. No, sorry. 24. That's 18 plus 8. No, 8. Okay. Did I do that right? 16 plus 8. 24. Or 20. Ah, goddammit. (laughs) 9, 7, 8 equals (laughs) 24. Math hard. What are you trying? Math (laughs) hard when I'm so pissed at this guy right now.
2: Next shirt. (laughs) Math hard.
3: He likes to stab, not so bad. We are in the 20s. (laughs) We have
0: decided. 9, 7, is twenty-four the knife catches Lazaro Kane in the throat. he gurgles, blood sprays out of his mouth, his eyes roll back in his head as he leans back in the chair. He collapses to say no more. the secrets he might have imparted. then he reaches up and pulls the knife out and laughs heartily.
2: Called it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, what is it the kid say, Carl? (laughs) Psych.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, he's funny, Uh, actually.
3: (laughs) Where was I? I believe you're explaining your current state. Patience, son.
0: You have already seen me dead. I'm already there. And I'm not long for this place. (laughs) Don't worry. I'll go back to hell soon enough. Your knife won't send me there. And uh, he makes a motion and it just sort of flicks away and then just sticks into the spine of a book on the uh, bookshelf. I wouldn't mind trying some more.
2: I have a chainsaw.
0: Oh, you can try now. <laughs> but there are things you should know. Then. <sighs> and I, I am growing weary.
1: So what is this and how do we stop it? Again,
0: patience, perseverance. Ah, Seems like I should have been around to teach you some lessons, boy.
2: Why, frankly, do you care? What do you expect to gain from all this?
0: I'm unsure on that. I have had mixed feelings over the years, it's true. I, early on, tried to tap into that power that our father did. And uh, yet I have not been willing to pay the same price that he was willing to pay. Uh, All right. Uh, You see, this house and the lighthouse itself, both are important. The godshed came for our father. Uh, They came for me. They come for all of us. And the house protects us. Our father began building it with the knowledge he found in his books. To confuse, to waylay, to distract, to expel. The godshed could not come here. Eventually, though, uh, our father determined that to become truly immortal, and, well, that's what I wanted as well, that he needed to spill cane blood. He took me, Carl, in the night. He took me. He knocked me out with poisons, and he took me. Because you were not here. Because you ran away. I was the only one left, Carl. The one who stayed to take care of him when everyone else had gone. He took me to the lighthouse. I regained consciousness before he expected it, though. We fought. There was a storm, of course. Wind and rain. Lightning and sleet. We were at the edge of the finger. I shoved him. And he fell. Even then he would not die. I ran to the bridge and looked down. There I saw him crawling on the beach, toward something that I could not see, but he did not make it. Things came for him from the sea, my family. Things came, and they tore at him, and then they carried him toward that place I could not see, and the light in the lighthouse grew brighter. And more of the godshed rose after that. Uh, and and then, what can I say? I, I am a Cain. I tried to learn what he had learned. I never achieved what he did. But the godshed came for me, and so I kept building more wings onto the house. Uh, in time, I shut the lighthouse down. But even so, some nights it still came on of its own volition. Perhaps the Godshed started, I do not know. On those nights, I barred the doors of the house and sequestered myself here in its innermost sanctum, the hardest room in the manor to access. Finally, in the end, I thought I knew what I needed to know. The Godshed creatures wanted to kill me, yes, but they wanted to kill me in the caves below the mountain where the magically infused blood would call to that of our father's and bind the hand to the rest of the body and finally awaken the god from its slumber of death. Oh, your knife didn't help that. So I went down to the base of the finger of god to finally see for myself, a task I had always talked myself out of before, but I thought that if I could remove our father's body from the cave, then the spell would be broken. And the Godshed would hunt me no more. Instead, the things that guard that cave came up from below the waters, pulled me from my boat, and that, dear brother, my lost son, my nieces, was the end of me, except for this tattered remnant. A form of Godshed myself, I think. But the cave is not where they needed Cain blood, they needed that up in the mountain, and they got that when you, Brother. Died there. <clears throat> there I have
1: said my piece. Ask your questions. Jason's been making his way over during that whole, like, exchange to grab the knife out of the bookcase and just puts it in the in the tool belt with the other one Um, and is just listening, looking over when he gets done. So what about that, as I motion to the book floating in the air?
0: The book the uh, knife was sticking out of, by the way, was The Island of Dr. Moreau. Nice. Nice.
1: Stinky, but nice.
0: That, well, that is, uh, that is what it is. (laughs) What do you want to know?
1: What does it have to do with all of this?
2: So they've spilt blood on the hand. They've spilt blood below the mountain. My condolences, by the way, Carl. But they're still coming after us. They need more.
0: They need all of it. I suppose it wouldn't hurt, would it? Speed up the process even faster? I know not how long it will take, but it cannot be long. They
1: need all of it. Yours, mine, Carl's, everything that's left.
0: Mine, says Allison. Then it's oh, not over.
1: Yes. Oh, God. I can't believe I forgot. I- <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> She's over there. I've been here the whole time,
2: guys.
1: <laughs> well, and like, as I said, yours, Allison's right there by Gigi anyway. So it was like I'm kind of pointing right, at both right. of them. Yours, gesturing to both Carl, of them. Yours, mine, Carl's, yeah.
2: Yours, plural. It's English's fault for not having a your plural.
0: That is what our father, your grandfather, Jason, uh, wrote in his fugue state, which is what Hart called it. For days, apparently, he had holed himself up in here, writing that. It is everything that he saw when he was exposed to the consciousness of something so beyond our comprehension that, well, that it, uh, it is able to change the very nature of reality.
3: And Mr. Hart, what is his role in all of this?
0: Hart's sons, they know that their father owed a lot to this family and uh, maintained the friendships. I <laughs> I maintained my friendships with them, and, well, money buys a lot, especially loyalty. It was, uh, it was, yes, mm, me who put this book into a safety deposit box. And gave it to William. And gave it to William.
2: And you knew he would take it.
0: I did. I had hoped it would kill him.
2: I think it did. I rather think it did.
1: Well, that is another question I have. William, Kit, are they all part of the godsend or whatever
0: you called them? The godshed? I don't believe that William is godshed. William, or whatever he is now, that, that came from the book, which is a direct mm, conduit to the dead god, then... So this book needs
1: to be destroyed also. In and in an of the sense that our blood is fueling this thing, this book
0: could as well. But, I think that now the book is mostly words. I don't think it has the power that it did, as long as it is also free in the form of good dear William. Trick oh. him back into the book, and destroy him both. Perhaps. I suppose, too, you could try to um, expose him to the light of the lighthouse. That much undiluted magic would draw him back into the corpus, possibly. Yes,
1: perhaps. What does the light do to the godshed?
0: Well, it creates them, but they, as best I understand, they gain power from it, but they cannot stand in it. Because they would be once more with the self of the deity. No longer shed. Right. They're like they're like the sparks thrown off by the flame. If you put them back into the flame, they become part of that again. They are no longer their separate entities. So how do we stop it?
2: Taking so many notes.
0: <laughs> how do you stop it? Well, my... My theory was, before my death, and death has not changed my mind much, was that uh, remove the bodies, (laughs) Carl's, our father's, and, um, yes, remove the bodies and shut down the light, make sure it doesn't come back on, and even then, I don't know, it may be too late I thought I was gone forever after having inserted myself into the mm, memory dreams of you, Carl. But here I am, stronger than I was, fading. But then it had taken everything I had to exist for a while to warn you of what the Godshed were trying to do.
2: Had you ever considered further removing the hand from the deity, perhaps by some kind of explosive device. Rimet is mining. Get a bunch of dynamite.
1: What about getting rid of the
0: deity? Hmm. I doubt that's possible. I mean, unless you could find another deity to do it for you. I I know that the um, organization... That uh, established itself on the mountain. Um, the weathermen—they—they <laughs> they tried, I believe, to mine it, but that resulted in failure. There were rumbles of a time on the mountain. Perhaps they tried explosives. To be honest, I do not know. I. Do not see everything.
2: I meant more targeting the uh, wrist area, as it were, further uh, removing the hand from the rest of it. You said that they needed the hand to reattach.
0: Yes, I think it's more of a metaphorical thing. Ah, very well. But I could be wrong, Gigi.
3: You've been wrong before.
0: I have been. It's true. Uh, For example, you exist.
3: It occurs to me that, uh...
0: You were all supposed to kill each other off.
3: Yes, and, uh, your will conveniently brought us all back here where they needed us to be.
0: Yes, where you were supposed to kill one another so that they could not use you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that, by the way.
0: And how do we know that still isn't your plan? I, if you're willing to do it, go for it, because that would definitely solve the problem. If there are no more canes, well, no, the problem has already been (laughs) exacerbated, I... There's no point in you killing yourselves now. So
3: the rabbit people, was that your doing?
0: That was uh, your good uh, um, daughter-in-law or... I knew it! Is that the correct terminology for someone who is your um, sister's granddaughter?
3: You really should have a chart for all of this, brother.
0: I do. (laughs) Sister's granddaughter. Yes, Candace Kane. She is the, uh,
2: granddaughter
0: of our sister Rebecca.
3: And what's her take on all of this?
2: Probably something disgusting, like eternal power or. Candace
0: was, well, um, cut out of the inheritance early by, um our father. And, uh, uh well, not Candace, but that entire branch of the family for reasons you probably remember, Carl. But uh, the granddaughter, Candace, she became obsessed with the Kane legacy, I believe, and uh, plotted to weave her way back into the fold, and uh, she sort of got her way when she married your son, Carl, when she found a book, not this book, and he looks up at it, when she found a, a minor book of magic that day, that day when William tried to kill you, Carl, she tried it out there on the road and found out that magic worked. She had already had some encounters with the so-called, uh, what do they call themselves, the Children of Gaia, but that wacky witch cult led by uh, Young Lam of the uh, Lodge. <laughs> uh, but uh, using the magic, she was able to uh, make them something more uh, Malicious. She wanted the book. She wanted the power. She listened to the whispers on the wind. William's whispers, I now believe. And so went after you. And that's when I tried to bring you some help in the form of Carl. Didn't think it would be giving you, Carl, more life. Life I didn't get a chance at. (laughs)
2: <laughs> um that leads me to another question uh, that arose earlier a uh, hard left turn here subject wise uh are the gods dreams the only ones which are turning into reality or is it all dreams
0: I'm sorry, I don't know that I understand the question.
2: We have among us uh, a tattoo which is based on a online fan art of uh, uh, Lovecraftian mythology, and it uh, worked as a glyph of protection. Holy
0: shit, says now
2: it, it, it worked as a glyph of protection, reportedly, I was not there at the time, uh, in the caverns under Fog Mountain. Now, there's no reason why it should have worked, except that either this fan artist somehow was versed in the arcane arts, or and um, willing to put them out on the internet. Or, it worked because it needed to.
0: I suppose either could be possible. Maybe, maybe things just have more power here on Elk Island. Hmm. Or, maybe that art was seated out there into the world when, um, the, the lighthouse glowed brightly that night that I killed father. Just a thought. I, I do not know.
1: Do you have any input, Owl? Um, um.
2: <laughs> we all turn um, and stare at <laughs> Yeah,
1: no, I'm getting that too. And I walk over and grab the book.
2: Wait, the book? The book. The book! Okay. <laughs> Jason, no! Uh
0: roll protect. Protect? Oh, wait. You just rolled. Sorry. I did just roll. So I get to roll assault. I roll 3d20s, right? <laughs> I hope not. No. Oh, I got a 14. That uh, matches. Ah, excellent. You reach up, Jason, and you grab a hold of the book, and there is a spark of static electricity, a bigger than static electricity spark everybody can actually see the the momentary lightning like flames strike out from beneath where Jason touches the book and then it falls into your hand but that unbalances you a little bit and you kind of open your hand a bit and the book falls Ah, oh, damn open. it i was trying not to open and it and then your <laughs> Mind is assaulted by images, by thoughts. These are dark thoughts. They're imagery of you slaughtering everyone in this room, starting with uh, your father, Lazaro Kane, but everyone else, too. You see it in your head. You see yourself plunging both of your knives into Carl's chest. You see yourself spinning around. Um, going low, slashing Allison's Achilles' heel. And then as she's on the ground, plunging the daggers into her eyes, you see yourself leaving them there and leaping onto Gigi like a wild animal, twisting her head all the way around. And as you see all of this, your benevolent GM spends one tension Uh point to bring that down into a success.
2: Holy shit. My whole body just relaxed.
0: <laughs> okay. And the book closes.
2: Oh my god.
1: I kind of want to think uh, that I have one of those moments where you ever have one of those dreams where you just start screaming in the dream and nothing is coming out? And you actually wake from the dream and start to scream? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Jason actually comes out screaming like like he was in a dream and just is screaming to get out of the dream, to get away from whatever was haunting him in that dream. And as he's screaming, this this, this helpless... It's ah! not really coming out. They're like, strangled-sounding... Yeah, but finally comes out as, like, a, a, a very loud scream as the book closes, I will not become like William. And I slam it on the ground and take a knife and stab it into it to keep it closed. You also start throwing up black
0: viscous fluid of some sort. Oh, dear God. Am I losing a survival point? No, I'm the one that spent the point on that. I could have okay. uh, I could have charged you a survival point there, but I did not. For I am a benevolent genius. <laughs> A f- for
1: now.
2: fan <laughs> of the players, you might say.
0: <laughs> A fan of the players, you might say.
2: I'm going to be having been rushed over and was like, don't touch it.
0: As you stab the book, Jason, go ahead and uh, roll an attack. Ooh.
1: Uh,
2: Two sixes. Twelve.
1: I'm just wondering if I want to use it as part of my whirlwind of blades and get the extra eight out of it or just use oh, the Oh, do it.
2: You're assaulting the book. <laughs> get the bonus. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Twenty, and that was a double. So if it succeeds, I get a.
2: Hell yeah!
1: Yep, nice.
2: Uh,
0: how many points would I have to spend for that not to succeed?
1: Uh, It's at a twenty. So let's see. It's protect. No, that was an assault.
0: Right, but it's protect. But against your protect. Got you. Got you. The protect of the book. Uh, let's see. Hmm. (laughs) I will spend um five. Nope. I'm sorry. I will spend 6 months oh, wow. to make that fail.
2: But hey, look, the tension is only 2. That's amazing.
0: The knife melts as it strikes the book. The what? blade just melts.
2: Oh my god. As
0: you're jamming down on the on it. And now the front of the book is covered in this rapidly cooling molten steel. Oh my god. Uh, just out of curiosity, is
1: there a fireplace in the library there <laughs> what? that is currently burning? No. Oh, well, I mean, right.
0: there could be if you spent a
1: survival. I am spending a survival point on that.
2: You just got one, so you got one to spare. Uh, uh, hold on, though, Patrick, because now the book is covered in molten metal. Does it not take any damage from being coated in molten steel?
1: No, it just has a new cover now. <laughs> it just has a new cover now. It's the new thing they're doing for books, you Metal know? cover. M- yeah, metal- do. Yep. That book is yeah. so
2: metal, you guys. It's not leather-bound, oh. it's metal-bound. Ay. Metal!
0: <laughs> metal! <laughs> All right.
2: Yeah, I, I heard this All great right, song, Sharon. it's a metal cover.
3: <laughs>
0: if you'll stop, I'll give you a survival <laughs> point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm out anyway, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lazaro says, Well, good job, son. I And you look over... And you see that he was being very sarcastic because he is beginning to fade. And you also hear somewhere else in the manor house a "kathoom,
3: kathoom"
0: as doors are flung open.
3: Ah, sounds like William has discovered we're here.
2: That's right. He can get into the library because he's not God shed. As far as we know,
0: he's bookshed. And as Lazaro's voice becomes more distant. And he has broken the wards, many of them.
2: How uh, do we redraw them? Real quick, point us at any book in the arcane library which will help. That's not that one.
0: Your impatient cousin has made that more. And then there is a ripping sound. And where Lazaro is in... The chair because he hasn't moved from the chair he didn't stand up or anything he's just starting to fade, but as he begins to fade, he tears down the middle you and two hands come out and push pull the two sides of lazaro's body apart, and there's a more of a ripping sound, and the figure that emerges is. Naked. All you see is his torso, but naked, covered in gore, blood, viscera. His hair, tight to his head, slicked back. His face, aquiline, patrician, almost.
2: I dislike it instantly.
0: And Lazarus Kane says, "Ah, uh, you are here oh, no. in this book." Oh no. Well. <gasps> I have been lost inside of uh, this character for too long. It's going to take me a moment. And then he cocks his head to one side. Yes, it will take me a moment, but you may not survive that moment. Good luck.
2: Oh, no! Oh, my God!
0: And he stands up. This episode of the Gothic Podcast contains nudity. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he stands up, still naked, covered in gore. There can
2: be a strategically placed bit of gore.
0: <laughs> looks around and makes a symbol in the air, and then with a terrible sound, a splurshing sound almost, is gone.
2: I think um, Gigi at first was just like, now who's this mofo, and was about to power up the chainsaw. But um You know, having had my little flashback um, to Dr. Grace, Gigi's probably, like, stunt, like, legitimately, like, mouth hanging open, just, like, can't even reconcile what she's just seen.
0: It's enough, actually, to trigger a... Uh, check on all of your parts here.
2: Oh, I shouldn't have opened uh, my mouth. <laughs> for...
0: No, I it, this was going to happen. I okay. was just waiting until you finished. <laughs> uh, so, go ahead, um, Sharon, for GG. <clears throat> uh, roll an escape.
2: escape. Should have made my escape a better stat. It's a... Where's the fun in that? Okay, so uh, it's a 9 on the dice plus 4. So it's a 13 total, but not a 13 on the dice. <laughs>
0: Okay. Yes. For a moment, uh, you have Doctor Grace's consciousness again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse, make an escape for Jason. Seventeen. Uh, you having had the a slightly deeper experience. You see this, and there are vague memories. You got the name Lazarus Whoa, Kane, but you Lazarus, know it's not. Man. <laughs> yeah, you more or less get that. But you are not in in danger of losing your Jason self gotcha. to it. Okay. And Carl,
3: uh, I also have a seventeen.
0: Okay, Carl is is still firmly warded by Haven Harrow's uh, magics from remembering too much about Nathan just yet, which is one of the reasons he remains confused a lot of the time. <laughs> But your success also means that you do not have to worry about becoming Nathan and therefore losing your Carl self and therefore losing your grip on this world. But, Gigi, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Dr. Grace, Yes, you just saw Lazarus Kane, your Lazarus Kane, the Lazarus Kane of Macon, Missouri, Mm -hmm. just tear himself out of a different Lazarus Kane.
2: (laughs) Like, the worst Inception ever. <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears> hmm. <throat> All right. I'll look around. Um, hmm. I don't remember exactly how we feel about OG Lazarus Kane, but, um... But he's. We don't like he, him! Uh, yeah, we don't like him, but, like, you know, I don't recall if we had made a solid, like, decision on what we wanted to do if we actually found him. Boy, that's a great question. Uh, actually... You know what? Do I still have uh, Gigi's memories and the, like, awareness of, like, the context of what's happening right now?
0: Yes, right now you have complete and full knowledge of both worlds. You can feel a pull toward the contemporary now, however, um, out of the book world.
2: Okay. All right. Um, I wanted to... Sh- sh- I wanted to... to replace the warts, toward the house, go into the library, you... And I'm pointing at Al, and I'm like, "Find books of Arcana. You know things about that." And, El- uh, uh, Jason, I need you to, uh, if there's a lot bar on the library door, I need that. And you, I'm pointing at Allison. I need chalk or a pen or a sharpie or anything. And we're going to ward this place against William Kitteridge. And I kind of wobble on my feet a little bit.
0: <laughs> the rest of you, see. Gigi begin to fade. Actually, uh her body begins to be overlaid for a moment by another shape, another body, a woman who is similar but not, but both of them have words starting to be written across their skin. It's interesting. I'll uh, go ahead and um, uh, Dr. Oh, I Grayson need my roll. Um, D6s. <laughs> manipulate someone.
2: Okay. Manipulate someone. Uh, oh, it's. Oh, good. It's plus charm. My least good. That one was cocked. <laughs> it's a three. <laughs> so that's great. It's
0: experience.
2: It's experience. Oh,
0: in a bit of shock from all of this, just stands there. But go ahead and do another one on Allison.
2: All right. Man, uh this is a great comeback, guys. It's a 5 this time.
0: Allison also stands there in shock. Uh what did you tell um Jason or uh Carl to? To do?
2: Jason I said if there's a like a lock or a bar on the library door, uh to to find it, to bar the door somehow.
0: Jason, you can make your own decisions. So Yeah, I'm wondering how much of
1: LJ pervaded through that and is actually listening. To uh great. not
0: very much because you Uh, I made your, you made your role. Okay. Jason's just still
1: kind of staring at the uh, puddled metal on the book and like only half listens and like looks around to like see if he can grab anything to bar the doors. But at the same time, he's like, shouldn't we get out of here?
2: Yes. Imminently, perhaps into the, what did the gentleman say? Light of the lighthouse.
3: Two of the doors barred. uh, William, or not William. Jason doesn't seem to be uh, moving quickly. And Carl remembers he's got a crowbar in his hand that he picked up at the hardware store, so he can quite literally bar the door. Excellent. Roll protect. Oh wait,
0: you just rolled. Oh, I did. Let me roll. Williams assault. Oh no! As the main door to the hallway. Oh no! Is Damn it! Is assaulted.
2: Oh Jesus! I respond
0: with a pepper.
2: <laughs> oh, roll bad, William.
0: Oh, it's only a fifteen. That is one short. <gasps> That's one short.
2: Yay! Well, let's
0: see. Uh, William's here now, so.
2: Holy shit!
0: Not in the room yet. That's but so
2: much. Is here, so. so much of an increase.
0: You, Carl, um, slam the crowbar into the uh, door handles um, crosswise, hooking it with that hook that's on the end of the crowbar. And then something crashes into the door from the outside. Something that has more than just physical weight and wisps of black ichor start tendrilling through the cracks in the door. And suddenly, on the other side of these French doors, which are glass, they did not shatter when, presumably, William crashed into them. But you see that on the other side, they have gone dark, pitch black. And those tendrils are now snaking into the room through the gaps. In the sides of the door. Because, how much did I miss by? Did One. You yeah, I can spend that. Mm. I think, wait a minute. Can I spend those on assault, protect at the moment?
2: Oh, maybe not.
0: I don't think I can. Oh, I no. think it's only. It's not 10 escape, yet.
2: Escape, pursue, and obscure, whatever the opposite of obscure is. Identify. Identify. Unless it's above. What was it? Well, this
0: was pursue.
2: No, no, no! It was assault. You rolled Williams assault. Oh, it was
0: assault. Yeah, you're right. It was assault. <laughs> I rolled my big number. Okay. All right. So you are correct. I cannot spend it on this yet. The tension is not high enough. Anybody want to spend survival points on anything?
1: <laughs> I'm actually, as I was looking around, I also was trying to find something that I could scoop up this book with without touching it, like. I know there's probably not, like, a burlap sack or anything, but if there's, like, some kind of box or something that I can just scoop it up in, uh, a large envelope. Is it on,
2: like, a runner rug that you could just, like, bag up over your shoulder? Wrap it up in the rug?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if that's what it is, I mean, if it's... It
0: absolutely could be. Oh, no! <laughs> if I spend a survival Indeed. point. Spent. <laughs> All right. So you find something, what is it?
1: I would say it was it was um, like one of those uh, like old leather document protectors, because you know, Lazaro would have something like that so it's like on the desk there's like this open binder and I just dump everything out of it whatever papers were in there bank records, whatever, just go like scattering across the desk and I like, just like get it up under the book and scoop it into it and like throw the latch and, like, wrap the string around the little circles, like, 15
0: times. Allison and Owl are just standing there, paralyzed with the weirdness of it all.
2: I know what I'm going to use to draw my glyphs to uh, bar a place to a type of creature. Okay, (laughs) I'm still holding a chainsaw, and I'm going to pop off the cap of its gas tank and splash gas out on the floor in uh in the shape i hope of the symbol oh man Gigi doesn't have
0: i thought you were gonna like chainsaw it into the floor yeah that'd be and cool that'd be cool
2: but uh <laughs> and i think uh doc is probably actually more comfortable than gg with using a chainsaw Gigi's like this big piece of like farm equipment but it's cool in zombie movies um but anyway uh yeah no i'm gonna splash gas onto the floor and then light it on fire in the shape of the symbol that I want to use. Uh so that's use magic, which is weird.
0: Okay. Uh it'll just be this room.
2: That's okay. I want to keep William out for the time being until we can kind of collect ourselves. Uh it's a 9 total. Math is hard when you're using different dice.
1: Okay. No, 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 you got to say it right. Math hard. Math hard. 9 comes
0: with a glitch.
2: Okay. Choose a glitch. Okay, there's glitches. Uh, I'm going to choose a short duration, the effects of short duration.
0: Uh, Give me a second. Uh, Carl, what are you doing?
3: Carl's going to be backing away from the door and um, looking for a means of egress. Is there a window out of here? Uh,
0: There is a window. It faces sunset, but uh, there's also another door, you know, um, one that is hidden by the bookcase itself. That uh, opens into the inner library, and you also know that there is another secret door out of the inner library into another hallway of the house.
3: I will go over and um, move the right book and see if I can't open the door.
0: You pull out a book. It is House of Leaves. Nice. <laughs> the uh, that bookcase swivels on a central axis, exposing an inner chamber that uh, a set of Electric torches, not in the British way, but actual fake torches light up in the room, giving it a dim ambiance. Jason, what are you doing?
1: After I've scooped up the book and like tucked it up under my arm, seeing what Carl is doing, I was like, that's right. Okay, we got to get out of here. GG, Allison, let's go. Owl, come on. And just, like, start ushering them towards the, what, the newly opened bookcase.
0: Um, so those guys are a bit kerfluddled. So go ahead and do a persuade. That is, yeah, that is, like, normally
1: pretty decent for me.
0: Do you want to do that? well, I won't ask now because you just rolled. What,
1: what did you say? I was going to ask
0: if you wanted to do them individually or separately. <laughs> I that is, that is the same thing if you want to do them individually or together. um,
1: I kind of want to do it together, only because that way I only have to worry about my one roll instead of me a roll, you a roll, me a roll kind of okay. thing. Let's see. Uh, uh, Yeah, um, okay, that's an 18 plus 6, so 24.
0: 24. All right. So, yes, uh, they snap out of it. Allison grabs your arm and starts... Half letting you pull her, half pulling you toward the door that Carl just opened. Owl takes three steps toward the door, looks back at uh, Gigi slash Dr. Grace, who still has words just streaming across her body. Can we read any of those words? Shakes his head and follows you. Do you look back and try?
1: Not yet. I'm I'm like at the door, like ushering Allison and then Owl and then waiting for Gigi. As GT okay. is approaching, yes, I'll try to I try I'll try to see if I can recognize the words.
0: Let's find out what happens with Dr. Grace's use magic roll. Oh wait, there was a glitch. So what is that glitch? It is short duration. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I wanted to bar a place or portal to a specific person or type of creature, uh, and then the effect is of short duration. Okay. So he cannot enter this room. You splash
0: gasoline out the chainsaw into a rough form. You know it's not going to be As good as it should be. You know, you're not using the right materials. And yet, you know that the shape is correct, roughly. Good enough, at least for a little while. You don't know how long these people will have. And you know that you're going to have to give up your sense of self here shortly, or else you will be pulled back. And there is the the shape in a discoloration now on mm-hmm. the floor of the library. How do you light it?
2: I figured I had been like patting Gigi's pockets for uh, a pen or a sharpie or what I originally wanted, which was chalk. And Gigi wouldn't carry something like that. And so, but she does have a lighter uh, because she smokes. Um. So. Uh, so that's when Doc is like, "All right, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, go all out here and." Anyway, um, but yeah.
0: Don't smoke, kids. It's bad for you. It's
2: terrible. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) uh, Trust
1: Lazaro. (coughs)
0: Okay.
2: Gigi (laughs) is not meant to be like a a figure who you should emulate. (laughs) She's not designed to be a role model for children. (laughs) Um, uh, But yeah, I light it up and then I'm like, you know. Wait a second to make sure it lit, and, uh...
0: <sighs> so yes, it, it flares, and then it turns the flames all turn blue. Nice. And they hover above the glyph for a moment, and then they explode outward, and you hear a very human scream from outside the French doors. It sounds like William. Okay. Okay. Then, in that flash of energy is when you have to make your choice. Okay. GG. Dr. Grace.
2: Oh, as to which one I'm going to be. Yes. Okay, so here's the thing. I've just, like, realized, like, Candace's are lost, right? Grace, I think, would put this together. Yes. Candace is located, shall we say, within William. And so we need to find a way to get her out. And I think there's a moment where I'm like looking at the chainsaw in my hand, looking at the door, <laughs> and like, oh, I can't decide. Would I go? No, I think, I think, uh, uh I think.
0: Would you like to try to implant the urge into yes. Gigi?
2: Oh, yes. I mean, not that Gigi would say no to chainsawing William Kitteridge in half anyway. But, uh, yeah, I would like to do that and <laughs> leave her with that. Um you know, kind of extremely important. Like, we need to get the people in there, out of there.
0: Roll manipulate yourself. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> That's what I have to do every morning to get out of bed. And guess what, guys? It's another... It's another three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh Grace.
0: Well, Grace is, Dr. Grace is leveling up. Pretty yeah, I'm leveling up.
2: Oh, my God. Well, I'm going to take a point of charm because clearly I need that. All right. Oh, I can't do that. That's not a thing that I can do.
0: That is unfortunate because I really, really wanted to see that. I mean, you could theoretically burn a luck point, but you've been burning through those pretty fast Oh, lately. let me
2: actually check those. I've only spent two out of, how many? Seven? So I have five left. Yeah, no, I'm just going to let it lie this time.
0: Oh, man. Chainsawing him open.
2: <sighs> you know, uh, you know, I kind of feel like, I think Doc would know that, like, that might be something that Gigi decides to do anyway.
1: Gigi, come on!
2: Gigi, Dr. Graves. Dr. Yes, I'll uh, hurry across the room after them, and uh, recap the gas, uh, gas container on the (laughs) on the chainsaw as I go, (laughs) so it's not just spilling out behind me.
0: (laughs) Doctor Grace, act under pressure. Oh, Sharon's getting a lot of rolls time here. It's
2: double sixes, uh, which uh, act under pressure is plus cool, so I get a plus one, which means I rolled a thirteen.
0: Okay, yep. So here's the time. Here's when you can. You can sever the the memories. Still be a bit of a, you know, murky haze for Gigi, but
2: uh yeah. No, I, I I think I will I think Grace would probably recognize, like, especially after what happened last time, that uh this isn't a state in which I can continue for a long time, reasonably.
0: When it is Gigi that gets to the secret door, there is no longer that overlay. There is no longer the words um, streaming across her skin and
1: she dives through the door. Jason starts pulling it closed and Carl can you get us out of here?
3: Carl just heads to the next door with a nod and uh, works on getting it open.
0: But where are we going to go? Says Allison and Owl has already just he's starting to rip the sleeves off of his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Why not just take the whole thing off man? Make a show of it. Owl is sexy. <laughs> Owl is a sexy beast.
1: Oh, you
2: know Take he is. Take that shirt off. You know he is.
0: Uh, it saves me another shirt, probably. You're right. And he just unbuttons it and, and takes the shirt <laughs> off. Everybody roll a protect roll against <laughs> Owl's <The> sexiness.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we fail on purpose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I roll a one. All of us just roll a little you bit. Can,
1: I, little can t- I gain <laughs> a survival point to fail against <laughs> Owl's sexiness? <laughs>
2: Uh, (laughs) I think um, Gigi kind of feels like she's in a daze, but as soon as this is happening, she's like (laughs) wait, what? This is too weird to be (laughs) happening in my head and an an eyebrow arches.
0: (laughs)
1: At this point, I would say use what you can.
2: Carl, uh,
0: go ahead and roll escape again because the house is the wards are broken but Everything is confusing because you're still a god shed.
2: Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, shit. Wait, his, his body is, but his mind, strictly speaking, is old Carl, right?
3: Right. Uh, I did, however, roll an 18 total. Ooh. Nice.
0: No 13s involved no, in that. In no, it was
3: close. I had a 12 <laughs> and then reaching. <laughs> and I got made a six. Where are you leading? This motley crew. Uh, we, I go out the next door, and uh, my intention is to head towards the lighthouse. So you begin weaving through
0: the house, slamming open doors, and before you get there, you hear uh, the howl of some dark wind deeper in the house, back the direction you came, back from the area of the library. And so you begin to move faster, going on instinct. The godshed body knows that it's breaking through barriers here that uh, have been weakened by William Kitteridge, but the Carl brain within it is overpowering those instincts to flee, to uh, turn away, to get lost within the hallways of the house and then you burst out of that back door and into a storm snow beats against your face the sky is dark it wasn't when you went in and now snow sleet and hail bits just come uh just slanting down out of the out of the sky as you enter the back garden area with all of this snow almost blizzard like conditions cold now too there's no way to see the lighthouse ahead of you except as one bright beam sweeps around above your heads illuminating like well a lighthouse in the fog in the storm Shining out, calling, providing warning, but also showing the way.
2: We have to get up there.
0: And we'll find out what happens oh! next on the next Gothic Podcast. No, no,
2: no, 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 uh, no,
3: Come on, GM, okay. just five minutes more. Oh. Just
2: five minutes more. Let's keep playing. The Gothic Podcast is an actual play audio drama produced by C. Patrick Nagel. Starring C Patrick Nagel, Sharon Gallery LaFournaise, Jesse Baldwin, and Richard Southard. Theme music is by Zoe Hovland with cover artwork by Jared George Art. Season two of the Gothic Podcast uses rules from the Monster of the Week RPG by Michael Sands and The Dead of Night RPG by Steam Power Publishing. Look us up by name on all the social medias or email us at thegothicpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Support for The Gothic Podcast comes from you, our listeners, so please rate, review, and share. And check out our Patreon page, too. Thanks!
0: Cassandra Kane. Um, she is the uh, granddaughter of our sister Rebecca.
2: Candace? Wait, I'm confused. Hold on.
0: Yes, Candace. Have I been saying Cassandra? Yes, you
2: have. A couple then of And I will bit.
0: change that in post. <laughs>